alright. It makes the wall behind you really pop, though, at least. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, it's good. <laughs> Lovely. And that really that boring well wall behind me. Wall. <laughs> We're live, guys. We are up and going. Woo woo. All right. So, did everybody spend their XP? Or it's save it, or whatever they needed, or whatever they wanted to do with it. I, I saved it. it. Okay, you chose to save. I spent all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving up. I'm. Uh, I have 15 in the bank right now. If I can save up to 50, I can get dedication, which is a cool ability. Oh, that, that sounds very cool. It just gives me plus one intelligence. So I can be even smarter and more sassy about it. <laughs> <laughs> more smarter. I'm I'm saving up to buy some skills. Okay. Um, anybody needed? <clears throat> anybody needed to do anything or talk about anything going on before we get started? No, I think I'm. I just want to find out what happens next. Yep. What? Why? Because of that epic cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 13-day cliffhanger we've all been stuck on. <laughs> all I right, so most of those days in Disney World, but yeah, you were like, I don't fuck Harbinger. I don't care about this crap. <laughs> There's a fair amount of Star Wars at Disney World these days. Yes, there so is. So it oh, was very true. It was definitely adding to my experience. <laughs> all right, so last we saw. Uh, last we were at everybody, um, y'all had hyperspaced out because some bunch of alien race, which y'all found out were eventually were Sith, uh, came in and pretty much started attacking the base. Um, or I should say Jedi Temple. And when they attacked it, they pretty much took it over in like one quick fell swoop. So, I have Tim in his hair. Oh my god. <laughs> we didn't have this last time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. A wonderful feature. <laughs> I got a little bit of a sunburn on the like top of my head. Uh, it's because you're closer to the sun in Florida. <laughs> well, and there's much less snow and stuff. Like, Okay. Apologies. Are, are you good? Are you good? I am yeah, shake I it as out. good as I'm going to be. <laughs> okay. Alright, um, and so last y'all saw, y'all were streaking off and you don't know where, from Korriban, um, and seeing the Jedi pretty much being wiped out, the best you could tell. That's about all that should happen. Um, does anybody have any questions or anything besides, you know, no, typical normal story stuff, but I'm talking about, you know... Things like what happened last session. Endless questions, but no expectation of answers. Okay, so no, nothing that Bingo. nothing that's okay. So y'all are by streaking way, off. Great art, by the way, for the the death of Turk. <laughs> You're gonna laugh. Okay, y'all fly off. And you're in hyperspace. And A7 reaches over and starts, you know, 
clicking buttons and you can tell he's turning on different feeds from around the galaxy and stuff so he's trying to hear what's happening and keep things going sorry i had to eat some of that bacon chocolate damn that's good <laughs> and uh so you're sitting there and he's flying on and a couple of screens pop up about five or six screens pop up and you can tell that some of the outer planets are still being attacked but this one Corbon, where y'all are at or where y'all were at has actually is like away from what the current attack is so you knew that they were you you can tell that this was a targeted strike on the area um, mm. because it's outside of the pattern that they've normally been doing um other than that um you pretty much hear that you know corbon's gone it's it's in their control now and nothing many many jedi padawans workers there have either died you know gone away or you don't know what's happening um you haven't heard from your other jedi friend yet um no clue from what's happened from the last planet so other than that let's go ahead and go with anybody got any questions a7 is there you're just listening to stuff going on so if you got something you want to ask do let me know um yeah uh the guy we were supposed to meet at the other planet that we never saw was his name mayak or Mayak. yeah, yeah. Okay. that was uh the other jedi okay just mm -hmm. making sure mm-hmm Good note-taking. Um, if only I could read it later. Mel's pretty uh, traumatized by the whole experience, but mm -hmm. she'll ask A7, uh, do, we, do we have a plan? Is there a, a refuge we can go to or somewhere where people are going to regroup? Yeah. There's a refuge that we're going to. I don't know about everybody else. This one suggests we go to Gand. We're not going to Gand. I don't want them to die. Yeah, I don't want to see more than one of you guys in a group. <laughs> Harsh. He, he, Gand looks at Frizz <laughs> in kind of a bemused way at that statement. Okay. But his, his response is, there are alien quarters on the planet where they could survive. However, I think it is highly unlikely that a race of people who can't breathe methane would want to take that planet. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably just kill it from high orbit. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You travel along. The hyperspace area, pretty, it's, it's going to take you like a couple of weeks. Um, cause I got to stop up, refuel, do some other things. Um, and whenever you make a stop on one of the treks, he says, don't get off, stay here. Don't get off. He goes outside, does what he has to do, comes back. And then a few hours later, y'all are taken off again. You're headed up out to the um, the hyperspace trail again, and probably about four days after that, you 
jump out of hyperspace and you see a planet pretty much really close to you. Uh, not a huge one, pretty decent size. Um, kind of probably roughly a little bit larger than our moon on Earth type thing. Mm -hmm. So not huge, not small either. Um, but it is very much, looks like it has water because you can see blue and green and everything else. You definitely can see something. Uh, some type of atmosphere and some type of vegetation on there. Um, A7's like, all right, we're going to land in just a few minutes. Grab your gear. We're getting out. Oh, we're going to get out on this one. Yes. All right. Well, I don't know if I should feel Can better or worse about that. that box. Oh, yeah, the box. <laughs> I wonder whose possession it's been in this whole time. Uh, Your ship. <laughs> just like hang it out, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like in Malika's quarters or something. Or... No, it's, it's just been sitting it's in the ship. Big, right? Like it's it's a quite a large box. Yeah. Like we I... had to transport it on like a hollow or a, uh, a grab platform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably about six feet long, about four feet wide or so. Pretty yeah, good, sturdy. It's... Fair to say that Mel's been in some pretty aggressive shock. So the <laughs> fact that Malokia hasn't tinkered with someone else's refugee materials is probably because she's not unwilling to, but mostly a little unfocused. Okay. A little preoccupied. Well, but I guess we'll make sure we gather it with our possessions and okay. take it off the ship when we land. And the picture you see is where you're actually landing. Um, mm. You can see that it's just pretty much a... It's not huge. Um, it's actually a mm -hmm. lot of these buildings are abandoned. Um, you are flying in the hangar where, of course, that old Millennium Falcon is. And this is just an example of what it looks like. Um, a lot of stone structures. Uh, not a lot of high-tech technology around here. I mean, you got your standard stuff like lamps and everything, but there's no things that are going crazy. Um, you pull in. Drops down into the hangar. I mean, he's like, all right, let's go ahead and get out and get our place we need to go. Um, someone grab the, the chest. I'll grab the chest. Okay. Mel's going to help with the chest. It's, uh, it's a big project. <laughs> She'll keep an eye on the chest. And uh, gets his rifle and is prepared for whatever is at the other end of the uh, gangplank. Okay. Um, you open it up, get out. Um, definitely, it's a nice planet. Um, atmosphere is perfect for human. Um, not too hot, not too cold. Pretty, pretty relaxed atmosphere. Um, Gand, of course, you're gonna have to wear your stuff. Yeah. Um, and A7 walks out and starts coming in towards the town, and he comes up to these large dome areas and. Just pushes a few buttons on the door and door opens up and he goes right in. He looks okay. back at y'all. Well, uh, I follow, we'll follow A7. <laughs> with, okay. uh, I'm like following close behind A7. With the box. Yep. Uh, and it opens up a large living quarters. You can tell that this uh, the inside of it's got like a an area where people would hang out and eat and you know do whatever. Like a living space, a living type room, and then spiral stairs all up around it to doors leading to different rooms. 
Um, he looks at you and says, you can choose whatever you want in here. This is where we're staying. Get comfortable. Mel's going to try to find a bedroom space somewhere with some privacy. Okay. And uh, she'll take the the crate into that area. Um, you, you can't get the crate up the steps. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's too she'll, large. Uh, she'll put it somewhere careful in the living, the main area, and yeah. she'll head up the steps. Okay. You can find a place. To the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Mel, you can find a, a a place that's suitable for what you're looking for. They all have outside windows uh, overlooking the town. Um, but you can tell this place hasn't been used. There is a lot of dust here, and I mean a lot of dust. Okay. Once she finds a spot that makes sense and has access to ventilation, she'll start actually cleaning the space okay. uh, find what she can in the way of a broom start dusting it, tidying it up and putting her few meager possessions in the space to set a claim in as her own okay. you easily do that no problem um, Fizz you find a kitchen it hasn't been used in a long time you can tell oh man you can tell that there I mean there's there's dust cobwebs you know all the you, you can tell this hasn't been used. What about canned foods? You don't find any food oh, at all. Oh, man. This is the worst kitchen. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to go hang out in the living room and okay. just hang out with the dudes. All right. Um, Seven. Yes. This one has a question. Yes. Where are we? So we're going to have to find food um, and talk about some quarters. Um, we may have some visitors. We may not have some visitors. Um, yeah, everybody needs to roll destiny points. We've got to do the beginning. Yeah. Everybody go and roll some de- destiny points up. Well, that's okay. Mel's got your back. Lots of light side points. As ever Gand. <laughs> Just talented, but ultimately unlucky. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um... You can tell Gan that he's deliberately ignoring that question right now. Um, definitely does not is not talking to you about you. Can, you can tell it was like change subject. Uh, are there windows in this room? Yes. Would they overlook the town? You could come up to the town. top. Yeah, I mean this is, this is a, I mean it's not a city; it's more of a large town. Um, but yes, you could go up to the top of this. This is the largest structure here and go up to the mm-hmm. rooftop if you would like to look over it. Yes, I would. Okay. You go up there. Um, Do I see people? Is this whole place abandoned? A whole place. Once you finally get up there and you spend a good 20, 30 minutes looking around, um, you can tell this is down inside of like a gorge and the behind you at the back where you can see this, there is a mountain pretty much right you're like built into the mountain a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just an open flat area. Um, you do not see a single soul out here. I mean, it's like dead quiet. You I mean, you got some type of creatures making some noise, but for the most part, it's dead. Okay. There's no bustling, no movement, nothing. You probably hear echoes every so often. It kind of is a little creepy at point. I will go back inside and uh, tell the our, our comrades that we're the only souls here. Okay. Wherever you, you, here is. 
you you see um you see Frizz coming back from the kitchen. You see Mel. She's got like dust all over her and everything. And uh, y'all come back in the living room, and A7's just going over some. He's got a pad open, and he's going over some stuff. I know this is my line normally, but what is our plan regarding food? A7 looks up. It's being delivered. Ah. Good. Uh, you just sitting there tapping Oh, yeah, you and, do whatever you want. Go, yeah, do whatever you want. Okay. Uh, I'm going to see if I can explore this town a little bit, see what can be salvaged. Okay. Anybody else? Mel's going to step outside. All right. Anybody else going to do anything? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, again. No, Are you sure? You, you go ahead. All right, humans first. Um, <laughs> look, at, uh, look at A7 and ask... Um, can we see what's in the box? That chest there, you got like a key or something? Oh yeah, y'all can open it anytime you want. Go ahead, it's y'all's, not mine. Oh, I'm gonna open the box. <laughs> Alright, Frizz. You reach over. I'm assuming it's not locked then. You go over and put your hand on it, and it's like... Won't open, it's not budging. Oh man. You can tell there's a hand scanner part. But there's three hand scanners. There's three. <laughs> uh, just because she can't do it without trying, Frizz is going to put uh, two hands and a foot on it and see if maybe it's like <laughs> it immediately broken. just. It might you, be broken. You get you get a little shock. <laughs> Man, all right. I guess she's just gonna hang out and wait for the delivery then. Okay. Um, Gan, you gonna do anything? Uh, since Gand is distrusting of how quiet it is outside, he is going to follow Mel in case she needs additional support. Okay. Frizz, you see Mel and Gand just kind of walk out while you're sitting there playing with the... Taking off your shoe, putting your bare foot on it, and <laughs> trying to get it open, and it just... Well, since I do see them run out, uh, I don't really feel like separating the party right now, so I'm gonna quickly just run out there with one shoe on and uh, just follow them. <laughs> okay, y'all are sitting there, and all of a sudden, y'all are just walking out, and you hear this little crash from the door as Frizz comes out with a like, one shoe on, going down the, trying to catch up to y'all. Wait for me. Mel's uh, Mel's major quest in exploring the town is to see if there's any salvageable mechanical working tools anything that she could turn into like a, a torch or something that she could use to to tinker with a little bit because it's a safe space for her and something that she kind of gets to feel normal about when she's doing um that's that's an idle thought she's gonna wander the town maybe not really voice any of those concerns but just kind of look around and see if there's anything like a power source or uh that kind of equipment she can find um her first time outside of the ship is mostly an opportunity at this point to process the death of the first accepting person who taught her about the force tradition right in front of her face. Okay. You can go out. Um, pretty much you, when, uh, you see, you do see the hangar. Sorry, my dogs are going kind of a little nutty. Um, the hangar definitely got some stuff that you could go check out. Uh, otherwise, you would turn pretty much to your left and go straight to your town, straight inside the town. 
Okay. Uh, given the purpose of her walk, she's probably going to head to the hangar. Okay. All right. You can walk to the hangar. Um, you can tell that the hangar has actually been used because you don't see a lot of dust on everything. You can tell that certain things have some dust, but things would be used quite often for, you know, keeping a ship in check is doesn't have any dust on it or anything going on it. So you can definitely see what it is. There's a little hint that maybe that this has been used a lot more than you think. Hmm. Are there any ships in the hangar at the moment? No, it's just you just it's big enough just for this ship. Okay. All right, well, Mel's not going to disturb anything that looks like it's been very recently used, but she's going to see if there's any discarded parts or anything that could help her in her quest to sort of put together a bit of a shop. Um, it's it's pretty much a shop unto itself, so you pretty much have a free-reign mechanical shop to pretty much keep this ship running. Okay. Uh, a few spare um, parts, nothing nothing major, but definitely it's like, yeah, you can tell that there's somebody to use this to keep this specific ship in check and make sure it's she'll, working. Uh, she'll kind of mentally catalog the stuff, uh, go through, check what's there, check what's not. And once she's concluded that things seem to be in pretty working order and she's not missing anything essential, if she wants to come back and distract herself, she'll wander back toward the town. Okay. Um, like I said, you pretty much have a full working garage now. Um, you can find random products here and there. Uh, nothing to like build your own ship, but definitely upkeep what's going on in here. Okay. Other than that, um, and you could you actually could probably spend probably about two hours going through everything, kind of looking. Uh, so yeah. Gand and Frizz, what are y'all gonna do while you see Mel running off? I'm going to go onto the ship and get all of those camping supplies we bought. Okay. That we never actually used. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Camping was not on the agenda. The, the campgrounds were in dis disarray. Maybe, maybe when I get off the ship, I'll throw Frizz a, a ration pack or something, since she's obviously <laughs> hungry. Okay. I am. You can find all that stuff no problem, and you can That's get it off. default state. Yep. So... You see Frizz kind of just meandering around a bit, getting in trouble, like, picks up something and goes, this doesn't work, and, like, kind of chunks it, <laughs> like, rattles it and chunks it. Y'all see Gang coming off with, like, camping gear and such, and you can find a little grab platform to take with you if you needed to. It's not a big deal. Um, and go ahead, Gang, throw her some food. I just... Take one of the ration packs out of the bag and toss it in her direction, kind of nonchalantly. I'm going to assume I can catch that without enthralling. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> um, awesome. I, I'm actually going to hoard it in my pocket, because that's how I am right now. <laughs> and and I take ration. the rest of it into uh, the, the living quarters. Okay, you can push it in the living quarters. There's just something really eerie about what y'all are doing in here. And it's because it's eerily quiet. Uh, not bad or anything. It's just like, whoa, this is like really, really, really quiet. It's just like not like it's supposed to be. You're so used to so much noise that it's just like nothing. Nothing at all is in here. Nothing at all is around here. 
This just makes me miss Turk. So quiet without him. Right. Yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. This one could yell at you and it would... <laughs> that's it so y'all have uh, pretty much whatever you want to do for the time being uh, Mel has taken off for quite a bit tinkering for a bit other than that y'all have pretty much a good day you could do whatever you want here nobody gonna do anything uh, Dan is going to explore the rest of the town okay town yeah Small ruins. ruins, abandoned city. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can walk around, and there's not much. It looks like this place was just everybody packed up and left, uh, and no one's been here for a long time. You find like a little marketplace where people would have sold some stuff, you know, um, meeting places, bars. I mean, you could you. It, it looks like just a good sized town. That everybody at once got up and left. And no one's been here since. And it's been a long time. Because you see some old technology. You're like, wow, they used those, you know, a long time ago type thing. Uh, but it's been I'm a long time. the buildings aren't falling in. Yeah. Well, there are some that are kind of decaying, but it's still mm -hmm. pretty functional around here. You can see that some of the buildings have been upkept a little bit. Um, and there are certain areas that have been used re recently, but pretty much everything looks eerily, you know, abandoned. Every once in a while I hear like a flutter of fabric or something go through the air as you walk by something and you kind of, you know, start a little and look at it. But overall, it's, it's pretty much a, an abandoned large town. I hate this town. <laughs> there is pretty much nothing here. After Gand has seen that, he's probably going to go back to his room on the ship and meditate. Okay. You can go do that. Anybody else going to do it? Frizz, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to look through a couple houses and see if I can loot a cool hat or anything. See okay. Some stuff behind. You can. No problem. Um, you can, you, you find some clothes, but pretty much all this stuff is like really old. You can tell like some of the clothes and the fabrics and just style, but you can find some decent clothes. Nothing too gonna, grand. I'll probably grab a couple things just to bring it back just to see if maybe, uh, anyone wants to look at them or for keepsies. Okay. Y'all, so y'all are... Y'all are done rummaging and everything, and you see Frizz come back, and she's got, like, piles of clothes in her hands and, like, wrapped around herself. I went shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I see that you did. Uh, hey, Malikia, uh, if you want, you can look at some of these. Uh, I don't know if you maybe knew the style or how old they are. I, I mean, I can look. I've read a little bit about ancient fashion. Um... And it can't be harder to figure out than mechanical engineering or human surgery. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> okay. Uh, she'll she'll look over the the dresses and the 
articles and sort of the, the clothes and sort of see if there's any kind of signs of what the kind of culture of the people here would be if the space was really cosmopolitan before it was abandoned or if it was more like a monoculture type planet and if it if there's anything that would give a sense of how old they are um you can give me yeah you have a good lore skill uh yeah how about lore fashion i i don't know i've got i've got lore just says lore yeah just a typical just to, give me a lore uh you're gonna definitely get a difficulty of red out of this though one red one red Mm-hmm. okay you're like i got this shit you come up and you're like well this was in fashion probably about a hundred years or so um it's different races not just humanoid. Um, you're not sure, but a lot of it's humanoid shape type of clothing. Uh, there's a couple of pieces that have like an extra armhole or whatever. Um, you can tell that there's ranging from small child to like, like what could be a large adult. Uh, very, very variety. Um, but it's nothing, nothing's really worth anything. Nothing of you know value is on these clothes at all. But it's probably been a few, probably been a hundred plus years. Okay. Um, I, I share with the group, the, the clothes are old. Um, the the signs of sort of natural decay on the, the kind of fibers we're dealing with indicate that they could easily be a hundred years old. Uh, it looks like at one point the town was fairly cosmopolitan. It had a lot of people of different races, different ages and different genders, which usually indicates that... The, the people here were at least open-minded, free-thinking, or that they did a lot of trade. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I, I can't say much. Um, it would be lovely if our pilot would tell us anything about the place where we are. <laughs> Top to you. But I can deduce a little else. Thanks tell us anything about the place where you are. <laughs> I, could, uh, I could try charting the stars in the sky okay. by hand. That'll tell us what quadrant of the galaxy we're in, if I recognize them. <laughs> Don't sorry, think but... the Star Wars galaxy is actually divided into quadrants. Uh, fair enough. I mean, it'll, it, it'll tell me what part, if there's any notion of parts... Um, it's it's unlikely to be very successful simply because the galaxy is a very large place. But I, I can make use of the knowledge of astrogation that I have to, to tell you what I know. <laughs> okay. You, you actually start looking up. Um, and it's not even dark yet. So you're like, uh, you're going to have to wait a bit. <laughs> yeah. We can't do that now. And maybe maybe this planet doesn't have a night cycle and we'll never be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I make no promises. <laughs> I can tell you that that star is too bright to see the other stars. <laughs> Don't even need to roll for that one. Yeah, that's that's a given. <laughs> okay. Um, other than that, it's pretty much dead time. There's pretty much nothing to do. Uh, A7 is walking around to a different places. You can see him. He goes into one different quarters, shuts it, stays in there for like an hour or so, comes out, 
checks some stuff on a pad and walks around and checks some stuff on the on the walls and then goes back into that room. Well, um, in the absence of any other things to do, uh, d did you want to see if we could open that crate? See if there's anything in there? He's asking y'all, not work. me. Uh, I mean, I can have a look at it. I've got some expertise mechanically. I mean, maybe it's just a, a stuck mechanism. Yeah. You need, uh, you need three... Three body parts. I'm assuming hands. Well, there are three of us. Do you think it's genetically coded in some way? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go have a look. At least it's a distraction. Okay. Um, you see a okay. typical like security pad on there, but you see three hand pads on the very top. All right. Um, Mel's gonna try her hand in the central one. Uh, did Did you folks want to try? I put my hand on, on the ship right now. You haven't gone and gotten him. And oh, him. well, fair enough then. <laughs> then I'll put uh, my other hand on the other one. So I'll just be, since you're in the center one, I'm around you grabbing both the other ones. <laughs> I was like just a little uncomfortable with the physical closeness, but she's, uh, she's. I'm totally comfortable with it. <laughs> Frizz has no boundaries. Yeah, and uh, I'm significantly shorter than you, too. So, I'm... so like, you got her <laughs> head in your butt as she's reaching around trying to grab onto these electrical pads around you. Mel is going to uh, say, I don't think this is working. Let's track down the You just gam. have to push harder. <laughs> that won't be the first time I've heard that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to the ship. Let's see if we can track down the gand. I, I have a theory. Okay. That okay. there's going to need to be three of us to open this device. Okay. You go down there and you see Gan kind of organizing materials. Oh. Right. The materials that we bought for the camping trip we never took. <laughs> uh, Gan, there's a crate that we managed to take off the planet, uh, Turk's last request. Uh, I think it may require three hands to open. Um, any interest in assisting us with that? This one would find that amenable. There's only so much one can do to organize stuff on the ship. Very well. Uh, we'll head back to the, the base of operations and put our hands on the paneling of the crate. Okay. You walk up. You put your hand there, Mel. Frizz, Gand. Hand. And. Okay. You put your hand on, a couple of little beeps and whistles goes off, and the lid clicks. Wow, that was so much better than my idea. <laughs> this one believes it's probably saner than your idea, considering you came out with one shoe. I still haven't found that shoe. <laughs> Mel's gonna open the box. Okay, slowly. you lift it open. Um, you can see there's a bunch of books at one section. Um, you see there's a bunch of, uh, clothes. Um, you see a large box about, like about a, a foot, foot cubed in there. It's a, and it's got these weird writing all over it. 
Uh, you see a couple of smaller cases that are probably about eight or so to nine inches. Um, you see, um, you can see like some credit sticks uh, and just a hodgepodge of different things. Wow. Okay. Um, Mel is going to ask Gand for his assistance taking an inventory, uh, recording all the things, checking the credit sticks for how much money there is there. Um, she's going to look at the box. Does the writing bear any familiarity? Which one? The, the, uh, the cubes? Yes. The one that's about a foot cube. Uh, mm. You pick it up, and as soon as you like grab your hands around it, uh, a projection shoots off the top of it, and it's Turk. Oh. And he's like, well, how long has it been? Uh, about a week. Hmm. Took y'all a little over a week to find my holocron after I'm dead. We were mourning your passing. <laughs> and he just kind of stands there. The figure just kind of stands there. It is, it is Turk in a projected hologram. Huh. Um, I, I don't know how much knowledge you are imbued with as a holocron, but can you tell us about these things that you've left? Uh, obviously you intended them for us, given the mechanism of opening the box. Oh, of course. Inside this box, which you will only open after I have died, and only with each one of your hands, is a few items that will help you get back what was lost. Books to study, books to learn, some star charts, some credits, a couple of lightsabers, and some clothes to go with it. If I'm correct, and reason why this is open, y'all are the last few remaining. You will probably have very little to no visitors, because only a few people know about where you're at. I'm guessing you made it here. Other than that, you will have to use my knowledge from here to get all your Jedi training until you can find another master. Wow. And it just kind of, it seems like a pre-programmed message and just kind of, he just kind of stands there. Um, Mel's going to look through the box for the uh, four described lightsabers. Okay. You find definitely two, you know, cases. That definitely would be what you would find. And you find, you open up one, and just as you can tell, it's nothing big and fancy, but it's definitely uh, a working, functioning lightsaber. Is there anything distinct about the two lightsabers that would indicate intention? No. Or are they no, they're kind form? of generic. Uh, no, no, you can tell that these were your basic generic um, that somebody had used at one point and no longer needed or no longer had. Okay. Uh, Mel's going to take one of the lightsabers and, uh, and hand it to Frizz and say, I think we're going to need these. Thank you. I wonder if I was meant to get both of them. Do what? What Gand? After Gand has bumped his head, trying to find this shoe (laughs) that was lost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he he comes back over and asks, "This one is not certain if it is a wise idea to give Frizz such a valuable possession at this time." 
At some point, we have to trust each other, Gand, and I believe that Turk chose us for a reason. Yeah, why are you hating Gand? <laughs> you won't even let me hold the box. <laughs> um, is gonna look at the uh, the clothes okay. and, and see if there's anything specific or significant about them. You can tell they're Jedi robes. Okay, uh, quite a bit different from the ones we're wearing right now, mm-hmm. or. You can tell that they're made a little bit better, better quality, but nothing great about them. No, no special properties. Okay. She's going to uh, pull them aside and put them somewhere, but not immediately change into Jedi robes. Okay. She doesn't really feel like she's earned that right. And uh, she's going to take inventory of the books. Okay. Uh, there are different studies of the Jedi ways. Um, some star charts, some information of where, like some of our handwritten notes from Turk about where to go, and we f- he found this here, and he found that here. Um, you can tell that there is definitely, like, he was searching for other artifacts also. Mm. Um, and there's kind of some uh, who and what and, you know, X marks the spot type things on here that you can try to figure out. Right. Um, Frizz, I need your old perception test. Um, but then you can, I mean, you can tell some are handwritten by him and then some are just like tomes passed down. Mm. Like a personal collection. Um, Frizz, you get pretty pissed off as you remember your old lightsaber that you had is not in this box. Yeah, I, uh, I immediately remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I was so excited. Uh, yeah, I'm a little upset about that because that is my favorite stolen thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone has a favorite stolen thing. <laughs> uh, Gand is curious as to how many credits are on those credit sticks. You roughly have about 20,000 credits. Wow. That's not nothing. So, but... Friends, you do realize after looking and after you've, you've, you, you start to feel a panic feeling in you when you pick up that saber. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you rush in there and it's not there. At all. It's so upsetting. Yeah, uh, I'm going to, since I'm looking in the box there, uh, grab the star charts mm-hmm. and then the see if I see if I can go find uh, A7 here and uh, interrogate him. Okay. <laughs> you see A7 has not come out from that one room yet. Okay. Um, well, if that's the case, then I really don't want to disturb him. That hollow crawl, is it like totally inactive? Like I can't reactivate it? No, he, he's still standing there. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, if that's the case, I'm going to walk up to Turk and uh, give the old one to, hey, Turk, uh, I know you're dead, but where's my lightsaber? If you know what I'm saying, as a hollow chrome. Oh, uh, that's most likely still on Korriban. <gasps> no! I'm uh, just going to go take a depression nap, I guess. I, I don't think we should go back to Korriban. At least not yet. Uh, it's up to y'all. place is pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but pretty much, yeah, he's, he's like, it's most likely with the other Jedi artifacts on Korriban. I'm actually going to go up to the roof then. I'm really bummed out, and I have those charts. Maybe I can go look at the sky and 
try to see where Korriban is. Uh, you you can I... you 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 can find a chart that has Korriban on it, no problem. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't correlate to where you're at. It's like not very close at all. I'm sure. Or, or de- no no existence. You don't even know where you're at. Oh, very good point. Uh, that's a very good point. I mean, you can find a chart that shows where Korriban is, but you definitely don't have your location. Yeah, I don't know where I is. Yeah. Darn. It's still light out, I presume? Uh, it's starting to get dusk. Okay. I guess I'll just hang out on whatever the roof would be, if there's a side porch or whatever. Okay. Yep. You can go to the top of it, the dome shape, and it's got a uh, flat area you can stand on. Okay. Mel's going to ask the, the Turk Holocron. Um, there's a lot here for us to, to study and to, to come to understand, but it seems like you've also left us a bit of a quest. Um, where should we start? Do, do you have any idea? Page one. Very well. <laughs> Mel's going to take the stack of books up to her. You see the holocron kind of smirk a bit as it says that. And she's going to set everything out nicely and neatly in her freshly dusted room. <laughs> and then she's going to start at page one. She's a fast reader, but she's she's going to go through the notes that Turk left first. Okay. And pretty much, it starts getting dark. A7 comes out. Starts, you know, doing a couple of things, and he's like, all right, tomorrow morning we should get our supplies. So, kind of hang out. I know that you are probably starving frizz, but you're going to have to deal with it. I have one ration and some trail mix, at least. <laughs> uh, it does turn into night. Uh, it becomes even... And would like to interact with the hologram. Okay. Go ahead. It was very nice of you to leave us all of your financials. However, it would have been nice if you sent us someplace where we could spend it. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't expect him to interact, but I just... <laughs> it, 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 it's what he would do. <laughs> Felt necessary to vent a little. I got it. Yeah. It just it didn't react or anything. Doesn't even feel like it's a recognizable comment for him. We've been given a credit card with no limits, and we're miles away from a mall. <laughs> so other than that, uh, it does turn into night. So if you wanted to do what you were going to do, uh, but it actually starts getting a little bit more spooky because you hear like flapping, and you can't hear where it, you know it's like off in the distance. You're just creepy noises through the night. Uh, especially at night, because you can't see what's making that noise, but you can tell that there's some spooky things kind of looking around your shoulder and stuff, and you're like, because this is all, I mean, it's an abandoned town. Well, Mel is uh, is cooped up in her room with a, a light and books, and she's just doing everything she can to figure out what, what the next step should be. Okay. You Is that pretty much what you're going to do the whole time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it seems like the most urgent part of the, our project here. Okay. More than welcome to. Dan uh, and Frizz, are you going to do anything specific? Yes. Uh, 
Frizz ain't afraid of no ghosts. She's hanging out on the roof okay. with her lightsaber. Not active, of course. And just kind of... Actually, I don't have a torch on me. I'm going to be using the lightsaber as a source of light to <laughs> see the star charts. Okay. See if I can try to recognize any uh, abnormal star formations or planet formations okay. that are possibly able to find other things. Just up there studying it. Okay. You click it, hit the button, and it shoots out. And it's a it's a it's the typical blue uh, standard type that you would see. Uh, it's got that familiar hum that you've heard before. And, it you know, it, it, it'll light up just enough. Uh, for you to see what you're doing. Um, you start flipping and you start looking. And you probably do this for about two to three hours. And nothing is showing up. Oh, at man. all. Nothing is going. Nothing. What you're seeing is not down on this paper. Dan, anything you want to do before we go in? I do. Okay. I want to go back and check our ship's nav computer. Okay. Okay, you can go in there. It's going to be a computer or a skullduggery? Uh, skullduggery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tells you a little bit about maybe A7's attempt to hide the information. Okay, so what's the... Uh, the Standard roll. Standard. Standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Typical <is>. gandrel. Yep. <laughs> threat. You sit there and you click in it and you're like, yeah, I got this. And the last thing that you have in there is nothing but where they landed on Corbon when y'all came back. That was the last bit on the star charts and the navigation screen. Hmm. Which is... Weird, because there should be something leading you to here. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing at all. So definitely either hidden or cleared or wiped or something else. But the ship's navigation has no recollection of y'all leaving Korriban. into the house mm-hmm. uh, what do I see when I walk back in um, you worry about just the living area everybody else is kind of split in different directions I, I, I assume I know which room Malokia claimed oh yeah yeah no problem I, I, I go up it's actually at a clean I, I door. door yeah the door is actually yeah. clean compared to the other doors I, I, I gently rap on the door Mel's going to come to the door, open it. She's got books all across the bed area. There's a sort of organized chaos, a whole bunch of notes, a little, some scrawling taken. She's covered in some chalk dust and regular dust. Uh, did you find something? Did you know A7 wiped our NAS computer? Huh. Why did he do that? I don't know. The last thing our nav computer remembers is us landing on Korriban. It doesn't even remember us taking off from Korriban. Well, we did that. Yes. As obvious. 
Gan makes a motion to the the place that is obviously not Korriban. <laughs> um, are are you suggesting that we shouldn't trust A seven, or are I'm you trying suggesting to suggesting that someone with better computer skills than me come back with me and we look at this in more detail? Oh, you need someone smarter. All right, I'll get my things. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't persuade a no, computer no, no, no. to give up information. Uh, enough said. I understand. Intelligence. It's my role here. <laughs> she uh, she pretends to gather some things, and then <laughs> she follows him down the stairs back toward the, the ship. Okay. You go back down to the ship, no problem. We can get there. And you can go ahead, give me a computer's role. Um, Frizz, you're up there still looking through things. And you hear this loud growl. Uh, you can hear can off, off towards the mountain. Yeah, from? pretty much toward the mountain area. Okay. Uh, I quickly kind of shine my lightsaber in the direction to see if there's anything in my vicinity. No. You can tell okay. it's off in the distance a bit, though, but it's definitely out towards the mountain area. Well, I am afraid of ghosts, and I'm going to run inside <laughs> immediately and try to get a Gand A7 or somebody because I have a fear of dogs. Okay, so you pile all your stuff real quick, and you start bounding down, and you see them walking out of the building. They're walking outside the building. Yep. Oh, uh, I'm going to quickly uh, shout, uh, hey, hey, the again. You here? Don't go out there yet. One, I still need my shoe, and two, I think there's something spooky out there. What, what, do you do here? what do you mean spooky? Do uh, you do something else here? Yeah, I think there's something else outside. I don't know where. Uh, it didn't sound like a person or anything. Where? Whereabouts? Uh, I'm going to go ahead. Direction? Yeah, point out to the approximate location okay. in front of our hut there. She the points up kind of towards the top of the, the mountain area on the cliff. Probably like 30 there. yards that way or so. Okay. Well, Mel can see heat signatures because she's a chiss. So she's going to try to see if like anything obvious seems to be moving in that direction. I mean, obviously she's not going to see much more than movement, but if there's if there's something, she'll look for it. Yeah. You scan the area and everything comes up. Nothing shows up on this at all. Okay. We don't see anything out of the ordinary. No massive heat signatures, nothing like that. There's like foliage and stuff that gives yeah. off a bit of heat, but yeah, yeah, stuff we'd expect to see. Yeah, um, I'm not seeing anything, Frizz. But if you'd like to stay together as a group, we can uh, we can head up to the ship together if you'd like. Yeah, I'll stay in the middle. <laughs> Gan kind of she kind of squeezes in between you and Gand, and it's like and it's like very uncomfortable because y'all were sitting next to each other. So you like y'all are kind of pushed apart. Mel creates some personal space <laughs> and uh, heads up toward the ship, leading the charge. Okay. She's uh, she's yeah, pretty sure. Rear with the blaster. Mel's pretty sure that Frizz is just spooked and you know behaving a bit childishly, but she's gonna kind of have her newly acquired lightsaber, you know, on hand just in case. Okay. Not lit, but. Very, very ready. Okay. You make it to the hangar, no problem. Nothing happens. You don't hear anything. Uh, you can tell Frizz is definitely spooked. 
other than that, excuse me. Uh, you make it to the hangar, no problem. And you make it, you can get inside the ship and get up to the nav computer. Nothing seems to be wrong. Okay. You don't hear anything? Go ahead and give me a computer roll. Uh, two purple? Ah, standard difficulty. Okay. You like B B B B B it takes a few minutes and you're like Yeah? You're right. Corbon is the last thing. Y'all show that nothing but Corbon landed and that's it. You landed on Corbon. You show nothing of your trip here or anywhere else. Is this like a standard practice if we're trying to make an escape under cover? Does it feel as strange to me as Gand is indicating? Uh you probably you probably don't think that this is something crazy or out of the ordinary. Uh, this is definitely, you can tell, you, you're like hiding tracks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially okay. after both of y'all looked at it, you can go, mm, this person must be hiding the tracks of where they're at. Mm -hmm. I'm going to point out that uh, that means everybody who knows we went to Corbon for a journey probably thinks we're dead. So if he left any family anywhere. I don't think anybody has any family. <laughs> I want no part of my family. As far as I'm concerned, if they think I'm dead, all the better. Yep. This one nominally has a family. So. What? Hmm. We're expecting a supply drop tomorrow, so someone knows we're here. Hmm. I say we wait till tomorrow. Uh, I'll research everything I can about Turk's notes, and I'll present a plan tomorrow for what we should do or where we should go. Okay. This one will stay on the ship because of the uh, methane, methane ammonia environment in his quarters. Gotcha. No problem. That makes sense to me. Frizz, where are you going to spend the I'm night? I'm staying on the ship because I don't like it out here. <laughs> okay. But I take those credit, one of those credit sticks with me on the ship. <laughs> I think you have to get them from Gand. Ah, uh, okay. Um, well, you're on the ship, right? Mm-hmm. All the money is on the ship. Well, I'm, <laughs> In a I'm methane okay environment. That. I'm okay with that then, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, Frizz, make a cool check for me. Too cool. Do you remember what my cool check is? No. There it is. Too cool for school. Should I do two purple with that? Standard difficulty. Okay. I think I'm gonna. I think I asked it every time. Yeah. Yeah. You sit there and you you it rolls up. You're like you kind of get a little jumpy at first, but you finally settle down and you can get some good night's sleep. So you're you're pretty solid. Uh, morning comes, no problem. Um, and y'all are waking up, and you're hearing thrusters, and it sounds like something landing outside on the on the padded area. All right, breakfast is here. What are you gonna do? So Mel doesn't probably hear that from the. No, house? you can hear it. You can hear it. Okay. It, uh, if it's she'll... loud enough, you're gonna hear it. Okay, mm -hmm. it probably wakes her up, because I imagine at this point she spent most of the night reading and then passed out, 
and then was awoken. Mm-hmm. So she'll uh, she'll head outside the house and, and head up toward the landing area. Okay. You see this one cargo ship? Uh, it's kind of long, cylindrical, uh, pretty decent size. Land. Uh, you see A7 come out there. He's like messing around on a pad that he has. It lands, um, settles down for a little bit. Then all of a sudden, the, the back hatch opens up, or the back plank opens up, and you see these grab platform things come out. Roughly about 10. Uh, probably about 10 foot by 10 foot come out. And just come out of the thing. And they come out by themselves. You see A7 working around on his pad looking at things. Hits a few buttons. And then all of a sudden, the ship closes hatch and then takes off. Am I to understand that that was an unoperated vehicle? Yeah, you could definitely tell. there Because you, you probably, I mean, you had enough time to kind of look inside and stuff. And you can tell that there was nobody in that ship pretty easily. Okay. Well, we've got food and supplies, but we're making no real progress. Um, in in my readings, did I get any closer to coming up with a conclusion as to what Turkey wants? No, to you're do? you're still you're still going through the notes and stuff. There's like, hey, I think there might be something here. Maybe, I don't know. Right. It's just a lot of information. It's like twenty some odd books, so I mean, it's it's a good amount of information to go through. It'll take you some time. So at uh, at this rate, I could say like, "Hey guys, there's a thing here, maybe somewhere, and we're we're as likely to get ourselves killed doing that yeah. as we are to do anything else." Yeah, N- nothing inclusive to go. Oh, I've deducted that. Yes, something is here. We just need to go get it. Right. Okay. Um, Mel will share her findings. Okay. Uh, there's. I'm not there yet. I don't. I don't know what Turk wanted us to do. There's a lot of information to absorb here. It's difficult to know what is uh, urgent, quest-oriented. Uh, what we need to do to to take back the planet and and gather our abilities, and what is training that we should carry out to become better Jedi. Uh, at this stage, even separating into those two categories of knowledge is is a project. Uh, I think we should eat something. And, and everything looks more reasonable on a full stomach. <laughs> when you see A7, he's kind of going over there. And you can see that he's, like, directing where these crates should go. And, like, one goes off to the hangar. A good portion of them goes into the main. But then a few go off into random directions around the uh, town. A- A7, can you tell us anything about what the plan is here yeah we live and survive and then get revenge and he walks off well that's a good plan as far as i'm concerned (laughs) canada would like to follow the one of the ones that went off in a random direction okay you can find one no problem it's not going very fast but you finally find it, and it opens. It comes to this one building, and like the side of it opens up, um, like a garage door type thing, and it goes in, and then it closes. What kind of lock is on the door? Standard type lock. I'm going to try and jerry the lock open. Go for it. 
Skullduggery. I don't know what you got. Mm. Yeah. Standard? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you sit there and you're like, T -t 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 -t, and you're like, you get shocked as you do it. And you're like, ow! You feel it come through that electrical circuit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it pops up to through. No problem. What do I see inside? It looks like a small container area, and there's that one that just put in. It's like settled down on the ground. I walk over to the container. Uh huh. Is there any way to open said container? There's another security panel. Yeah. Let's see how this goes. No threat! <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you jimmy around with it, and it pops open. You look in there, and it's nothing but, like, food supplies. Definitely, it's just, like, another package of, another grouping of food for... Y'all later. They were just hiding it from me. Of course. <laughs> this one proceeds to relock both. <laughs> Might as well, since I, I, I know exactly why we're hiding food. <laughs> scavengers. Scavengers. Okay, you get back and you lock it. Um, you're gone probably maybe like 40 minutes or so. Um, mail. Frizz, you see A7 walking in, and you can see he's directing a couple of the large ones into the your house, I guess you want to call it. Okay. Uh, Mel's going to follow him, assuming the next step is breakfast. He walks in there, and they, they, they come in, and they sit down, and they're in their area, and he's like, are you going to help put this away or not? Mel will help put it away. She, she jumps in there and, and makes herself useful. You notice that the kitchen is clean now. Oh. It's not dirty, not gross. Definitely clean now. And he starts picking up containers and just start putting them in shelves. Starts putting things away. like Some utensils. You know. Looks like he's stocking it up. Mel takes a second to assess the logic just so that she's not getting in his way. Mm -hmm. And then she starts picking up containers and putting them in sensible spots. Frizz, what are you going to do? Uh, I follow the food. So I am following suit and also trying to put containers in the shelf. Okay. He says the same thing to you. He can kind of give you that look. And he's like, you going to help or not? I do put one aside for me to take to my quarters later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You take a little package of something that you know is food. You kind of set it to the side on top of the table. Good It'd be upsetting if you get it to your room and it's just forks. <laughs> <laughs> A box of plastic forks. <laughs> Doubly upsetting because we don't have any forks. <laughs> Y'all are trying to eat down there. <clears throat> I am going to take this moment to uh, try to make <clears throat> a small talk with A7. Okay. Um, as an android, or I guess he's not an android, he's a, he's a droid. droid. Mm -hmm. uh, as a droid, you knew Turk for a long time. Did you care about him? Was he your friend? I Did don't... you work for him? 
I worked for him. As I don't have feelings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. I make some small talk. How is your metaphysical existence? The most deep topic on the conversation wheel. Click. Now let's talk about politics. Did you did you know Turk for a long time? Yes. Probably about thirty plus years. I'm not 30 plus years yet. I've, I've tried to search for some information on Turk's Turk's goals with all this. I, I guess I'll ask him, um, do you know why Turk wants us to hang out here? Does he have any plans? Did you guys have any talks about this? Yeah. He said if he dies, bring y'all here. Oh. Did he say how long? No. Oh, I guess I'm just going to keep putting the stuff away. Yep. I'm going to take a second box and put it in my pile. <laughs> okay. On the one for you. <coughs> <laughs> one, two for me, two for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, it takes y'all quite a bit. Um, Gan, you come back and they're still unpacking these crates. If you aren't going to do anything, it takes you a couple of hours. To get uh, all this done. Dan's gonna walk over and help them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you walk and you put stuff away, no problem. Um, I guess, but it takes pretty much good couple of hours to get all this stuff put away. And then a something's like, all right, and he hits a couple of buttons and the graph platforms go out. And then he goes back and turns around and starts pinching on his pad some more and heads back to that one room. A7, can I ask what you're working on? Yeah, our survival. Well, uh, thank you. Keep, uh, keep working on that. <coughs> he's like, I will. And he kind of like punches <laughs> it and just kind of starts keeping away. He's like, he's, he's always got this pad that he's constantly tapping on. And looking at stuff and moving it and, you know, doing things like that. Uh, Fritz, we're supposed to read these books to learn something about the Jedi tradition. Um, do you have any interest in, this is going to sound really unusual, but studying a book group or something? I, <laughs> short uh, of master, I, I yeah. need someone to discuss these ideas with. I don't think I'm a good reader. Uh, I don't think I've bothered to try. I, I guess a study group would definitely help me. <laughs> I mean, I could I could read the section and try to recount it to you to the best of my ability. W- would that help you? Yeah. Yes. Study buddies. It'll probably <laughs> slow down the ultimate pace at which I um, uh, progress through the books. But uh, one of my instructors said something, and I'm not sure if this makes any sense or not, but uh, drawing my own conclusions and coming to leaps of logic about things interpretively and knowing that I'm right all the time can sometimes hamper my pursuit of truth. And kind of phrases like kind of nods. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Doesn't make sense <laughs> to me, but I'm not a professor. Around decides to kind of chortle under his breath at the, uh, being constantly right all the time part. <laughs> no one is constantly right all the time. Well, 
is is often wrong, but is yet to be aware of them. <laughs> uh, so she'll say, okay, um, I'll, I'll bring some of the books down and maybe this afternoon we can take them out somewhere sunny and read them together. Or discuss them together. Discuss them. Okay. Um, you're not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that you're not going to see A7 for a while. Uh, so you have a couple of days to do what you want. If you're going to just research these books, that's fine. Um, it's kind of dead space. It's You can explore the town, no problem. You're not going to hear anything. Not going to, excuse me, see anything out of the ordinary, nothing crazy. Um, you're kind of getting the lay of the land. Like, okay, this is where the market would have been. This is where housing was, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you can see on this map, it's not huge, but it's definitely a good size place. Um, other than that, it's pretty much two days of pretty much dead time. Okay. Uh, um, Mel uses the time to kind of figure out her curriculum, uh, basing it on the studies that she did when she was at the Chiss Academy and her own professors and private tutors. She'll try to teach Fred's, although she's learning as much as she's teaching. Um, she invites Gand to be a part of it if he wants to engage in the philosophical discussion. Um, basically just finds a nice open space, tries to pick a different space each day so that they're kind of exploring the town and having these discussions. Try to keep it not longer than two or three hours a day, very open concept. She reads sometimes from a book directly, other times she reads something the night before and recounts it fairly uh, accurately, but in her own words. And each time tries to ask what the lesson is and let some kind of discussion unfold naturally. Um, she feels really out of place in the process, but starting to kind of enjoy how comfortable and familiar it feels. To be around nobody. <laughs> yeah, and to be around ideas. Yeah. And uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> you, Every once in a while, Frizz goes, look! And she, like, jumps up and points at some, like, drawing of an artifact. It's here! And you kind of look at it, and you're like, no, it's rumored to be there. And that's the only thing is a rumor. And you're like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, keep going, Frizz. <laughs> no problem. Mel kind of enjoys that Frizz is a little bit like the mechanics she used to work with. Very like physical and very present, but also like I different in terms of the way that she's going to interact with big ideas yeah mel's gonna want to digest them and think about them for a long period of time there's has a tendency to kind of run with them a little bit more yeah okay um <coughs> sorry day four comes up and it's and pretty has much another question for the holocron go right ahead that's what the holocron's there for this one is curious those two are force sensitive to the best of this one's knowledge, he is not. Correct. Um, so, why am I here? I am just an employee of yours, to the best of my remembrance. If I'm dead, you are no longer, which I'm guessing as it's here, you're no longer employed by me. But you are welcome to stay because you are part of this group. Um... Because you probably need them as much as they need you. The point is adequately seen. 
<laughs> it just it just stands there, mm -hmm. waits. The thing is, the way I see it is, Jedi are probably persona non grata at this moment. Wouldn't it be more useful for me to be out there gathering information for them than sitting around here? Maybe. I don't know what's going on out there. Neither do I. <laughs> Someone should gather some information about it so we can know if it's safe to go ahead and gather some information. <laughs> exactly. He can't do anything. He's just a holocron. Again, venting, venting spleen at the holocron since A7 is not around to vent the spleen at. No. He's, he's like very, very few times does he come out, does something, comes back in. Spends a lot of time in that room. So. Well, okay. in, in between some of the uh, you going out and reading, um, Alokia, have you found any books on meditative practice? I find the meditative practice of other religions fascinating. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff in the Jedi tradition. I haven't made it through everything. Um, there's a book on rituals. Uh, it probably has some discussions of meditation. Did you want to look through it? If you find anything interesting, feel free to share it with the group. Sure. She'll uh, she'll hand Gand the most probable text. Okay. You definitely find something. That's not a problem. It spends you a few hours, and you finally find something about, you know, Jedi's centering, getting back into where they're at, you know, finding out who they are, uh, getting, you know, calm, rested areas. I assume that Malokia knows all of this already. Um, she actually doesn't know a lot about the Jedi tradition. She only knows what she was able to find in like limited chist texts on them, which are basically forbidden. So she she, she so, invites so I'll, you to I'll, talk I'll, about I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this with. I'll, I'll share what I, I found on centering the self and. Uh, meditative exploration and all that with Malokia. Okay. Y'all look over and pour over the text, no problem. Um, Y'all have a very nice, good, long discussion about how to find a clean space, how to find a spot to do everything, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, it takes you, y'all get into a conversation a few hours in length, probably about three or so. Um, describing how to set the perfect area, what you should be doing, how you should breathing, you know, all that stuff. Uh, Frizz, what are you going to be doing this time? Uh, a lot of it's listening because uh, I'm a better auditory learner than actual uh, reading comprehensive learner. Okay. Uh, A7 is still in his room, is he? Yes. All right. Yep. Okay. Ugh, man. Well, I'm going to bring him to the, the group. Uh, I know you guys haven't really thought about it for a couple of days but i swear i heard something out the other night maybe uh maybe we should go camping and i'll look at the gand so know how much he's an outdoors enthusiast now 
Don't do me. Don't look at me. No, no, I'm... The Gand laughs a little bit on that. You, you, you were scared by a native fauna. There are native fauna. We can hear them now. I, I am not concerned with that. This one is not concerned with that. Well, as long as they don't open doors. This one doubts they are uh, capable of opening doors. Okay. Nah. You don't hear much of that. So, um, pretty much the day goes. You're <clears throat> you're almost coming up on a week worth of dead time. Uh, you're getting a lot of information. Uh, now you get a bonus from your Jedi lore. Uh, because you did lose that one holocron that gave that. Um, you can use... You can use Turk to answer Jedi questions um, about traditions, you know, history, so on and so forth. Um, he also gives you not only bonus of Jedi lore, uh, but also uh, can provide Jedi techniques uh, for training lightsaber, stuff like that, Jedi uh, meditation. Um, anything that you can think about Jedi related, he could possibly give you some information. Um, but other than that, you spend a good amount of time just dead space, dead time. It's very... You've actually started getting into a routine. Um, it's a little bit over a week, and y'all are just like, alright, I'm going to get up, go make sure the ship is cleaned up, make sure the ship's working properly, go study some books, travel around the area. It's getting to be kind of a routine. Um, nothing, you know, it's, it's, it's settling down to home a little bit more. Uh, after a few days, Frizz has incorporated lightsaber training in that. Uh, I assume we're hanging out in a group, so uh, Malokia is probably also learning with me at times. Yeah, Malokia really, she's really interested in sharing her study of lightsaber training. Um, she practices the Seresu class of Jedi work with the lightsaber, so it's very like stand really stoically like two hands on the saber like old ben style like you know waiting and you know studying your form and studying your footwork and looking really closely at how you're moving instead of striking once really definitively rather than uh you know flurries of exciting movements of lightsabers which okay. is probably quite a contrast to the forms you're used to okay um, he, and, and Turk pretty much kind of, I wouldn't say he teaches you, but it can give you techniques. He can't tell you what you're doing is right or wrong, but he just tells you how it works. You know, you swing the saber this way, you swing the saber that way, you concentrate on this, you know, talking about the force, you know, you should do X, Y, Z, uh, don't use your anger. Um, and you ask him a question and it's like, you know. Do I swing it this way? He says, well, this is how these, this style works. And he shows you examples. Mm. But he can't critique you in any way. So it's, right. like a, it's like a learner that can't... It can only show you what to do. Okay. Can't critique you and help you. So it pretty much is all it is. Anything else? I know this is kind of weird, but this is a, there's a reason for all this going on. No, that's uh, that's good. Um, 
I, again, I think Mel's focus is going to be the study. Uh, it's going to be looking through the, the texts. She's, she's teaching and discussing and really inviting um, Fritz and Gand to do any kind of discussing of things that they find interesting, sort of treating the library as just an area of, of knowledge acquisition. Okay. But then when she goes off on her own, like after they're kind of like three or four hours of class each day, she does a lot of her own reading and um, spends time kind of working away at those things. And, and when that just kind of wears her brain out and she just can't like absorb more information, like, you know, the, the kind of exhausted grad school stage of thinking where you just, your brain needs to turn off. Uh, she goes and does some welding and she works away at her little mechanic shop area back where the ship is and, you know, does some ship repairs if they're necessary, but just basically tinkers with small kind of personal projects. Okay. Gabe, anything you want to do in particular? Uh, well, those two are working with lightsabers. Uh, Gand probably goes off to find some quiet place in this. Not, not that's difficult, but so, some quiet, secluded place where he can just meditate. Okay. All right. Frizz, anything you want to do in particular before we move on to the next stage? Uh, not really. She's just pretty much been following Malokia's groove. Uh, instead of self-studying, she's been self-eating, but that's about the only <laughs> difference there. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while you gotta go, Frizz, don't eat over the books. <laughs> what, um, what kind of medical supplies are here in terms of... Just standard stuff? I mean, he's got a decent amount, so if you needed to... You know, bandages, medical equipment, stem stuff, you know, not like a huge back to tank or anything, but definitely, you know, self-surviving stuff. Is there enough, um, like, pharmaceuticals to synthesize a fairly simple drug? Mm, not really. Um, okay. It's pretty much just, like, standard first aid type material. Okay. Uh, after a couple of days, um, Mel's going to go to A7 and ask if he has any control over what supplies are sent because she needs some drugs. Possibly. Um, she writes out a chemical formula on a piece of paper and she gives it to him and says, if you can get anything like this or anything that I could synthesize this with, that would be appreciated. Okay. And he walks back into the ship or walks back into the, the room. Um, Frizz. One of the times that you're at the, at the top of the roof, it's been kind of like your ritual to go to the top of the roof and you kind of play with your lightsaber. I don't want to say play, but you kind of practice um, doing different things. And you're sitting there and you're holding the lightsaber and you're concentrating and make a cool check. To see how cool you look. <laughs> the answer is super cool. Super cool. Super cool with your laser sword. <laughs> oh, no. That's a gand roll for you. <laughs> That's worse than a gand roll. Yeah. You're like, you're like, ah, and all of a sudden you feel this tap on your shoulder. Tink, 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 tink. And you like freak out and jump up and you like kind of like trying to grab your saber and it like clinks down to the ground and kind of, you know, fades out and turns off. And you're like, you know, you know, you're all startled and spooked, and your eyes are about, you know, as big as pie plates. And you see this little bat-like creature standing there in robes, and goes, you hear him kind of chitter and stuff. And you, with the, you know, the communication device in there, 
And he's like, you know, because Universal can be here. He's like, wow, you've gotten a little better. Not much. <laughs> uh, I immediately grab up my lightsaber. Uh, I don't turn it on, but I do put it, like, towards that little creature. <laughs> uh, so you've not gotten any better at not being here. Who are you? <laughs> and he goes, well, um, I've been doing my job. And it is it is the Jedi that you're used to. Um, that I can't remember his name. The M word. I can't remember what we called him. Um, Emek. Emek. Yeah. Oh, is it Mayak? Mayak. Mayak. Yeah, that's what it was. Mayak. And he's like, and he's like, well, I got some news. Why don't you come downstairs? I'm gonna say to him, wait a minute. Are you the one who's been cleaning around here? Are nope. you like a housekeeper? Nope. <laughs> Not no? me. Okay. <laughs> well, it hasn't been me either. Uh, I. My guard isn't so up anymore because clearly he's not sending me any malicious energy. So, no, uh, you can tell he's this is just follow him. Yeah, you can tell he's got a little smirk of delightment to you know his his face and you know his eyes are like I got gotcha, you <laughs> type thing. And he starts walking down. Uh, as he's walking down, he knocks on uh, Mel's door and just keeps walking. And then eventually he like leaps off the side of the steps or the the stairs and like. Jumps down to the area, to the living area, and he walks over to uh, A7's door, hits it, and then comes back and sits down in your living section. And, Mel, you have a rap at your door. Gand, uh, you hear a little bit, not a commotion, but you can hear movement within the uh, area. I, I uh, go and find where the movement is. Okay. You can know, people are kind of. You can hear people moving around in the living area. I go to the living area. Okay, you go to the living area. Mel, you ever knock on your door? Mel opens the door. Uh, okay. She's just been studying. You see, Frizz kind of walk past you. You can tell I it know. wasn't Frizz that knocked on the door, but you can see Frizz kind of look at you and just keep walking. <laughs> Frizz, what do you do? Uh, I guess I'm going to go to the living room and sit in the middle of the couch. Okay. Really just get comfortable. Okay. Hang out in a power pose. You you hear there's a, a little bit of commotion downstairs in the living quarters. Wait, I hear this. No, you see this. You can see, you know, you saw what he was doing. But okay. I'm telling uh, Mel, you hear like movement down in the living quarters. Okay. Um, she rushes down toward the living quarters. Okay. You kind of walk down there, and both of y'all see this. You see um, him him sitting there uh, on the edge of the couch, and you see Ace and walk out of his door. And, of course, you start hearing his screech of, you know, what their typical language is, which is coming through your communicator, so you can hear it no problem. Uh, he's like, oh, finally, y'all are all here. Mel breathes a bit of a sigh of relief at finding another ally alive rather than dead. Um, I we didn't find you uh, on the planet when we returned. I, I take it you got it all right. Oh, I left when y'all left. I wasn't staying there. I knew it was coming. Wow, could have warned us. No, y'all were already leaving. Okay. 
But well, what news? Mm. He takes this like disc and he kind of throws it on the table and it hits around in the center of it and it starts bringing up and this holocron come this hol- this hol- projection comes up on there and uh, this happened just yesterday um, and you can see uh, this is the uh, New Republic Council and you can see Sith all around the council and you can see that the Sith are in control uh, of the of the the new republic, um, the council people are, are all pretty much have turned over, and have dismembered or di- dismembered, uh, dissolved the council, and the Sith are now in charge. Um, and event, a little bit later, you you see what has been you know the leader of the new republic is like, uh, we have surrendered to the Sith. It is best for us to follow what they need, or we perish completely. Um, a little bit of talking from that, and all of a sudden you see um, this figure come on in very battle-hardened armor. Uh, you don't see the face. It's got a, the metal plate, uh, but you can tell that this armor has been used and worn and very broad shoulders, very big Sith. Uh, and you're hearing the voices as, We are the Sith. We conquered this galaxy once. We're doing it again. Surrender unto the Sith, and you'll live, but you will be our slaves. If a Jedi is seen, they will be slayed. If you find a Jedi, you will be rewarded. <laughs> and then you hear like some, some other more propaganda speech go off. Um, and then, you know, Hell Sith type, type stuff, and then the news feed cuts off. He kind of walks over, picks up the disc, puts it back in his pouch. Uh, and he's like, well, we're fucked. You might be right. <laughs> um, you're going to have to hang here for a few more days. Uh, I know Turk left you quite a few things. You may want to go and read those and see if you can find anything that might help you. Um, I will be in contact to try to bring more Jedi here, but I don't know how many of us are left. Do you, um, uh, yes, of course we'll do that. Uh, if anything else, um, if you were to ever travel off planet, do not wear those robes. Do not show you have a saber. Um, you will be turned in or killed on site. What's some solid advice right there? Um, so my advice is only leave when you have to or only when you need to. And then he's like, all right, time to eat. He like bounds off into the kitchen. <laughs> kind of like, where you, you, you see that he's like real stoic and real focused. And then it's like, food, you know, squirrel. And he like jumps off into the kitchen. A7's like, 
Well, have you found anything in his notes? At this point, have we? I mean, we've been studying these yes, quite a bit. You have. So okay. give me give me a lore roll, uh, and you okay. actually get a uh, you get a yellow uh, bonus yellow for this because you've been spending it in so long. And it's two purple and a, a bonus yellow. Yeah, and a bonus yellow. Okay. Okay. Um, you sit there and you've, uh, after he's in, talking y'all and y'all go, you go back up to your room. Uh, eventually you find something that is a little bit more precise and says a, says a planet and an area and has an artifact that you believe is not a Sith design, but of Jedi design, uh, probably about 300 years old. Um, you're not sure if it's a holocron. Or if it's text, but there is Jedi information that would probably help you out. Um, after you've kind of pieced the puzzle together and put different things in, you can tell it's on a planet and you know the planet. Um, other than that, you uh, know that you can go to this one planet. Um, you're not sure about getting there. Or haven't researched that yet, but you definitely know a planet's name and a pretty precise location. Okay. Um, Mel shares that information with the group. Uh, I, I know a place that we can go. There's there's information there, and it seems valuable. This is the most tangible thing I've been able to find so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a good sense of the planet, but I still don't know exactly where we are. Is it something you feel ready to share with us yet, Aeson? No. A7. What? Would you be willing to take this one off-world to find more information about Malokia's planet that she has found? Yes, we can go do that. We will have to stop off at another planet on the way for refueling. But if you have found something to pick up that will help us, that's your job. Can I come too? <laughs> this one is not certain if that is wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you... you not just hear the propaganda? Oh, yeah. Well... I can just borrow one of your guns. He doesn't say anything. A7 <laughs> just walks off and goes, how many days do you need before we have to leave, Mel? I, I say we should go now. Um, like right this, this minute? Inter- this information is real and tangible. Uh, we can study the books in transit. And we can disguise ourselves as best as possible. I th- think we've spent enough time here studying the Jedi ways we need to do something about these people and their their reign of terror okay um, you sit there and you say that and all of a sudden Malik walks in you see he's got like food in his mouth and he goes like I do not because <laughs> he's like ripping on, a, on some type of food and pulling it away from his mouth and then goes back you just see him duck back in the kitchen so yeah get up on the ship and go Let's go. All right. Okay. 
you get on the ship and A7's Bell, like Bell does bring the books. Yeah. Like, I figured is what you would. <laughs> you you make a quick pack. Um you make up and you get all your stuff. Uh A7's like change your clothes into something that won't get us killed. Even you, Gand, change it up. Uh Mel's gonna go is... Oh you're good. Go ahead. I was gonna say Frizz is gonna put on some of those really old clothes she's been saving. <laughs> okay. You can find some, no problem. Yeah, Mel's gonna do the same thing. She's gonna track down some of the really old, out of fashion clothes. Okay. Um, and and change. Uh, she's gonna get some of the clothes and then go change privately, just feeling a little bit uncomfortable in the public space. Okay. Gand. I'm thinking about that because most of what Gand wears is the uh, bodysuit that he has to have to breathe. Yep. So. Gand is uncertain how he's going to change that up. So he looks and sees if there are any fancy hats. <laughs> Nothing that would make you, you know, you would look out of place. You would probably need to change the way you kind of look on your outfit, uh, but mm-hmm. not enough to, you know, branch you out above what a normal Gand should look like. Okay. Um, I- I'll-, I'll mess around with some stuff then, but not not... Not as uh, dramatic a wardrobe shift as the other two. Gotcha. Yeah, not not as big. Um, okay, you go ahead and do that. Uh, you get on the ship, and uh, A7's like, where is it? Mel gives him all the details she has, relative coordinates, um, planetary systems, whatever she can. Okay. You uh, <clears throat> you give him the coordinates and stuff. He starts punching stuff in the nav computer, and you know, of course, the ship starts going off, and you're you're starting to fly away, and all of a sudden, you see Malik. He's like waving at you with a big old hunk of food in his mouth, and you know, holding on to it and stuff, and waves at you as you go by. Uh, is it too late to point out that I brought the holocron? No. Okay. Spend a uh, spend spend a spend a fake point. That's all you gotta do. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just finish, change it. You can just use the light side. That's that's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. You can just say, "Hey, I remember to bring this." It's just no big deal. Uh, you bring it. Uh, you fly for a few days in hyperspace. Um, come out of hyperspace and it's like we got to refuel and get stuff here. Um, you can get off the ship and look around. Do not do anything that will get us in trouble. Maybe I should stay on the ship. Maybe you should. <laughs> and he kind of walks, it opens up, hatch opens up, and he starts walking off uh, the plane. Okay. Um, Mel's going to go off as well. She's going to say, uh, Gand, would it be possible to get one of those credit chips? I, I need to make some personal purchases. This one is perfectly willing to share with you a credit chip. Hands, hands one of them. Okay. okay. She takes the credit chip. And she starts heading to find some kind of a pharmacy or place that they'll sell drugs. Okay. Um, do you take your saber with you? So, on one hand, leaving it on the ship leaves us liable to some kind of inspection. Um, on the other hand, it's impossible to have scanners or something like that. Um, I think she's going to take it with her, but she's going to hide it delicately on her person and avoid entering any kind of space where they might have a hidden metal detector or something like that. Okay. Gand, are you taking your rifle with you? 
I'm, I'm taking weapons. I'm taking my rifle with it, but that is but that is because I am a bounty hunter. Okay. Uh, okay. You walk off the ship, and immediately you notice two type of figures that you have never seen before, but are armored and carrying blaster pistols and rifles, and carry the same type of armor that the Sith were wearing. And they're just kind of standing there looking at you. A7 walks up, uh, shows this data pad in the manifest, and they kind of move out of the way. Okay. Um, Mel's not going to make eye contact. She's just going to continue to move on discreetly. Okay. You walk Gand by. does the same. You walk by no problem. They actually stop you, Gand, and go, what is that? As they point to your 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 weapons. This one is a bounty hunter. You wouldn't want me unarmed fighting these uh, Jedi that you have bounties out on, would you? You need to re-register. Where pulls would up, I go to do that? He pulls up this data pad and starts putting it in. He requests that you put your handprint on here. Gand, Gand obliges with that. Okay. You do that, no problem. Uh, luckily, you're a Gand, and you're a dime a dozen type. Uh, don't have a name or anything that really sets you apart. Uh, okay. And it reconfigures your bounty hunter chip to show uh, a different symbol that says that you mm -hmm. are uh, legally allowed to hunt um, other Jedi and other bounties um, with this type of seal uh, for at least one year. Other than that, they let you go through. Takes a little bit to go through that. Uh, takes mm -hmm. some time. Um, other Unless than you're that, doing business with the local constabulary. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, you get up and you can go out. Mm -hmm. um, A7 says, uh, I've got to go get supplies. And it, we're, since we're refueling, just you know, stay out of trouble. Don't do anything stupid. Okay. Um Mel's gonna head toward a pharmacy. Okay, you can find one, no problem. It's not gonna take. It just takes you a little time. Uh, Gan, do you go with A seven or are you going with Mel? Uh, this one's probably going to go with A seven. Okay, Mel, you're on your own. Frizz, you're on your own on the ship. What are you gonna do? Um, besides faithfully guard it, I'm just going to make sure that anything that makes us look like Jedi's is hidden away, including the text, uh, the holocron. I'm gonna keep on my person. Uh, it's um, about this big. It's about a foot big. Oh, yes, right. It's pretty large, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's uh, large. Yeah, I'll just hide that as well. I'm okay. just going to make sure that nothing gets the ship first because I've learned that from one of our past experiences. Okay. Um, while you're doing there, you you see them go through the checkpoint and you see these two guys walk up um, and you can they uh, start walking up the plank and they're carrying these devices and they're like, inspection. Inspection. Okay. Uh, sugar. Good thing uh, I'm pretty uh, sly. So uh, they're at the front entrance. Yeah, they're they're walking up. They they're 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 like they don't care who you are. They're just coming right past you. Okay, I'm gonna say welcome aboard, buddies. Uh, my ship is open fair to all those of your kind. Uh, please feel free to look around if you guys have. Any What's questions, that mean? Our kind. Oh, you know, your general species. They are human. 
How dare you insult us? And he takes like this this prodding and pokes you and prods you with it. <laughs> Lonely piece of human, and you can just he just kind of prods you with this like the end of his end of his rifle. He just kind of uh, and just kind of pops you with it. Well, I guess I'll take the pop and um, I'm gonna say, hey, you know, I understand. Again, though, my ship is still open to all of you. Stay if you'd like any food trash. or drinks, to, yeah, I will. Okay. Please feel free to stay <laughs> on my ship. All right. Uh, they go around searching and you know scanning different things and checking up, um, looking around, and eventually, probably about an hour later, they get off. Um, they get, you you can tell that they 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 have no like for you at all, uh, and then they get off and go back to their post. Whew. that was a horrible hour. <laughs> I really hope uh, the Gond and Maliki are done soon here. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you go to A7, you go with A7 Gand, um, he just buys some supplies, uh, that are needed, just restocking, nothing big, um, makes a contact with a couple of people, talks with them, nothing out of the ordinary, uh, you can just see it's like typical type business. Uh, A7. Yes. You know of anywhere where they might sell goods that bounty hunters might be interested in? Somewhere... And he kind of like waves off in a direction. Uh, Gand goes in that direction because Gand wants some armor. Okay. After having discovered how squishy he is, <laughs> he, he needs something to protect him. Okay. Uh, you can go there. You find a marketplace uh, and you can buy anything that is not considered rare. So anything that's okay. common is no problem. Uh, uncommon, you got to let me know. Okay. Uh, but rare is a big no. Uh, big now. Yeah. Uh, Mel, you find a, a place that has pharmaceutical supplies uh, that has different compounds. Uh, you're able okay. to get what you need uh, for a couple of hundred credit, no problem. Unless you're looking for something that's like really wild and crazy. Uh, well, what she's looking for shouldn't be difficult to synthesize with pretty basic ingredients, unless this planet has a banning on, like, hormonal supplements. Okay. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. If you're looking for poisons and stuff like that, you're not going to find it. But if it's She's a pretty looking... com common type yeah. thing, it's all right. No, no, at this point, she's just looking for uh, a, a drug that she takes every day that she's now running low on because we've been... Stranded on a planet with no market for a week. Okay. All right. And she's going to try to buy a lot of it. Okay. Um, hopefully get pretty high quality stuff so it'll last a while. Okay. You can. I guess it's a couple hundred credits, no problem. If there's something you're looking for, you know, specific. Uh, if it's uncommon, just ask. If it's common, don't worry about it. You can buy that. What numbers uh, are common? Uh, three and below. I think so. I can't remember the exact number. Give me a because second. Because that's easy check is three and below. I mean, you're not going to find anything like sabers or whatever, you know, nothing no. like complete battle suits of armor type thing. I just wondered because. Give me a second. Nope. 
Will they sell cybernetics on this planet? Or, like, cybernetic manufacturing parts? No. Okay. Um, hold on a second. Trying to find... Where's the rarity X section? <laughs> Trying to find... Yeah, I don't see it. Can't see it real quick. It should be on page 150. 157. Is what the rarity is. Hmm. Anything that's pretty much uh, a three and below is okay. Okay. Anything that's a four or a five, you'll have to ask me. Anything higher than that is a no. Okay. And you can shop. Um, Frizz, you're sitting there and a couple hours have gone by. Uh, it's an hour past those guys that they've left. Um, A7 comes back about 30 minutes after that. Um... Carrying a hover, uh, a hover, uh, not a hover, uh, a grab platform with some supplies, um, unloads it, sends the grab platform out. Are you like, where's the other two? Uh, they went shopping. Uh, other two people also came in here while you were gone. I showed them around generously. Uh, Did you but fuck they up? Were not very... No, no. Do I look dead? Pretty lively. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So it is a good thing I stayed because every everything has been hidden very well. Okay. Uh, you two here in your comm links with each other, you hear A7's voice. Get done. It's time to go. Gand picks up some uh, padded clothing and some brass knuckles. Okay. That, that are both. Like rarity one or zero. Yeah, so. just standard price. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. So just deduct that from your twenty thousand credits. Okay. Gand, uh, while you're keeping track of it, I'll also spent uh, two hundred credits on medicinal supplies, drug <laughs> manufacturing <laughs> stuff, uh, and uh, she heads back as, as soon as it's ready. Okay. Probably about thirty or so minutes after A seven gets on. You see them two show up a little bit after each other, um, carrying some supplies, frizz, and they're like, they get on, and as soon as they get on, A7, like, clicks the buttons and starts to take off before he, before they're even, like, settled down. He picks them up, lights up the ship, and y'all start flying out of the way. They really are just everywhere, eh? It's, uh, it's intimidating to see them here in charge. Yes. They are taking over the galaxy. I feel like our role here is impossibly small. <laughs> I can't imagine being able to stop a galactic civilization from taking over, but I guess our, these sort of rebellions always start small. Our history proves otherwise. 
I'm going to point out to uh, my two friends that while they were gone, those guys were on the ships in case they needed to uh, inspect their rooms or anything. I doubt they really went in the Gon's room too much. I don't know. Um, you don't find anything out of ordinary. Y'all just check anyway. You can tell that they, mm-hmm. they weren't really doing much. They used the scanners just to check stuff. Uh, nothing showed up directly, so they didn't even pay attention to pretty much anything in there. Um, you are now hitting hyperspace to your first um, planet. Um, and this is where we're going to put a pause on it because I don't want to get into combat or any of that. And it's going to take us another 30, 45 minutes um, to get this going. Um so we're going to put a pause here and we will come back uh, to y'all landing on the ship, going after your first uh, Jedi artifact with very little knowledge. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to do this. Um, so other than that, if you're listening on uh, Facebook or you're listening on Twitch, uh, we will come back later. We'll let you know when we come back on the air. Uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and send it to us. You can find us on our Facebook page or send it here on Twitch. Uh, and we will be back sometime, maybe next week. We'll figure out. Later, guys. Bye, bye, bye.